Welcome to episode two of Early Stoppage. This is your host, Derek Moody. And on this particular episode, I got to chop it up with UFC flyweight, the monkey god, Jared Brooks. And we spoke about his upcoming fight with Jose Shorty Torres and what it takes to defeat him. Now, they had a rivalry that built up that goes back about a year. So we got to dive deep into that and figure out where it stems from and what the outcome will be. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Joining me today is uh, UFC flyweight, the monkey god, Jared Brooks. Welcome to Early Stoppage. Yeah, I'm happy to be on your show, man. Now on uh, June 1st, you take on Jose Shorty Torres. How's your training camp going leading up to this fight? It's going good. Uh, got a lot of got a lot of people helping me out in this camp. Got all my coaches. Everything's coming together really well. Uh, like I said, he only has um, 10 days to get ready for me and I've had three months to get ready for an opponent just as tough as him, so. Okay, now, when he received the call, he was training for featherweight. Are you worried about him not making weight? Um, no, I follow him on Instagram and stuff like that. I see where he's at weight-wise. Um, I'm like a tiger looking at an antelope uh, limping, so um, <laughs> gonna be, he's going to be dead and drained uh, by the time he gets to the weigh-ins, so. Okay, and how's your weight cut been? What are you walking around at right now? I'm probably walking around about 133. I mean, easy money, weight cut, five days out, four days out from the weigh-ins. So, um, yeah, that's easy for me. Okay, nice. Now, uh, when, you, when you got the call that your opponent changed, did you focus on anything different in your training camp, or did the plan stay the same? I just look at the person in front of me. I mean, I'll, I'll watch video and stuff like that, but I've always looked at people in my division and studied them and made sure that uh, if I was to fight somebody short notice that I'd be prepared. Okay. Now, assuming for some reason he does not make weight and he's way over the scales like Darren Till just was or Mackenzie Dern from a couple weeks ago, would you still take the fight or would you opt out of the fight well, I think that a lot of people um, need to learn not to miss weight and be professional. Uh, in this case, he had nine days. So um, I I'll probably take 20% uh, of his purse and, and take that fight, to be honest. Uh, I, don't, I don't see weight as being a big deal. I'm usually a small flyweight anyway. So, uh, yeah, weight, weight is not a big issue. Everybody thinks that, you know, this, uh, this weight-cutting ordeal is big. And I respect Stephen Thompson for uh, going against Darren Till because that's a really, really tough fight anyway. And Darren, you know, that, that is cheating at the end of the day. But still, 20%, give me it. I'm still going to win the fight. That's the next thing I was going to ask you was if you considered it cheating because there's some crazy statistic that whenever they miss weight drastically, they always win. It's it's the thing of somebody, it's the mental aspect, you know what I'm saying? That last four pounds can do a lot to you, you know what I'm saying? Even if you cut out a lot of that stuff. So, you know, I've had friends and stuff like that. I've seen them deplete themselves, and it's it's not a it's not a good thing for, for fighting, which I think, in my opinion, they should have same-day weigh-ins. If you're really healthy, then you should be able to weigh in the same day that you're fighting. So, um 
just like wrestling, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I bet wrestlers cut way more weight than fighters, and uh, they don't weigh in a day before. That's cheating, in my opinion. The UFC is cheating. Fair enough. I agree with that. I agree with that. Now, it seems like for close to maybe a year, you and um, Jose have been going back and forth on Twitter. There's been a lot of banter. I guess he called you out. He felt you took his contract. He was bitter that you beat his friend, uh, Eric Shelton, which he thought Shelton should have got the, the nod on that one. Now, is there some bad blood? Are you guys, are you guys going to touch gloves or shake hands at the end of this fight? Man, Jose is, uh, is pretty fake, in my opinion. He's somebody that acts like he's the good guy constantly, you know. I'm a Power Ranger. I'm like Goku and stuff like that. And then when you, you see him, how he talks to me and to other people outside of social media, then you're like, nah, this guy ain't no good guy, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, and Eric Shelton is not his friend. I bet you he will fight him any day of the week because he's a little snake. He goes around from camp goes around from camp to camp to camp to camp to camp to try to see where he's at and see where the flyweights are at, which is smart, but still you're a little rat. Yeah, because I think he just switched to American Top. Was it ATT? I think he just yeah. moved to. Yeah, and he's 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 mentioned he's, he does that he does that and acts like he's friendly with all those other guys, but then you know when it comes down to the fight, he'll still be friendly, but in his head he's thinking, yeah, well. Fuck this guy! I already know how uh, how this is going. So, yeah. Now, for some reason, he thinks he's gonna embarrass you because he feels his skill his skill set is further than yours. That you're just a wrestler. And well, I don't know what weakness he sees in you. What weakness do you think he sees in you? Hey, I ain't gotta explain myself at all. Uh, he's gonna see when when he's calling me a flyweight and stuff like. Yeah, I'm not gonna even explain myself. So uh, there's no need to explain myself. I was in the UFC before him, and he's the one that has to fight me. I'm the one that, that let him come into the UFC. You know what I'm saying? He should be thanking me. He should be getting on his knees and praying to me. <laughs> so I'm the one that got him into the UFC, not the UFC. Of course, the UFC gave him the option, but I'm the one that had the determining factor at the end of the day. So um, if, I, if I didn't think I could win this fight, then I wouldn't have took it. <laughs> yeah, good answer. Good answer. What do you see any uh, particular weaknesses in his game? Have you watched much tape on him? I've watched tape on everybody, man. I've watched tape from 135 to 125. And yeah, as soon as uh, as soon as I started seeing him talking shit and you know, I see him as a as a two division champion in Titan FC, which really isn't too bit too much. I mean, uh, if, if I was still fighting on in Pancrase, I would have been a two-division champion too, which is harder than Titan FC. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've seen what he has to deal with, and uh, I, don't see, I don't see too much. He, he, of course, he has, a, he has a straight right hand uppercuts, but besides that, I don't see anything that he has for me. I'm way faster. I'm way stronger. He's smaller to where, you know, it'll give me a chance to, to hit him more than he hits me. He has no head movement whatsoever. So, um, yeah, he's going to get punched, and, and um, my power is, is beyond his. So. Now, when, when, you, uh, when you first came into the UFC and fought Eric Shelton, did you have any UFC jitters? Oh, um, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I didn't feel it until uh, I, w I was walking out. I was like, holy shit, this is, this is really it. 
But, uh, yeah, that's one thing that he has to deal with, too. He's going to have to deal with all those people and uh, knowing that this is all on the line for him. And 10 days' notice, he's going to realize that he kind of messed up going against somebody like me. So I was shocked that he took you with 10 days' notice. I mean, obviously that was the available fight because uh, your opponent dropped out. But I would think for him coming into the UFC, he would want a very easy matchup. So it's kind of a risk for him because he's the one who has this hype train behind him. And if he loses to you, his stock de decreases drastically. I mean, what are your thoughts? Well, it's, it's, funny. it's funny that he has so much confidence when he was 150 pounds like four days ago. Yeah. So you're, you're going to have confidence and cut all that weight and then go against someone like me. Like at the end of the day, I still haven't shown anything what I'm capable of. Like, I bet you my boxing is twice as good as his. But it was just, you know, the, the jitters of, of me wrestling, it was, like, taking me back to, like, those old wrestling days to where I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to wrestle. You know what I'm saying? But literally, when I'm backed into a corner like how I am right now, that's going to bring the best out of me. And, and I think that he's going to bring the best out of me too. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm not going to say that – I'm, I'm going to finish him. I'm not going to say anything like that. I'm not going to put that kind of pressure on myself. But at the end of the day, he's going to lose. I'm going to get a win, and he's going to lose, and he's going to be 0-1 against somebody that's not even in the top 15. So, Now, do you think a win against him gets you into that top 15? Because your last opponent got the lopsided split decision on you in Brazil, which we all kind of saw because it's in Brazil. It got him into yeah. the top 15. Um, actually, he, he got into the top 15 knocking out uh, Joseph Morales. Uh, but at the end of the day, I would love to see where he goes and um, use his name. You know what I'm saying? And use where he's going to where I can get in that top 10 by fighting him. So, uh, yeah, after I beat Jose, uh, it's either I'm going to call out Alex Sandoval uh, or I'm going to call out uh, Davison Figueredo. So, now, two out of your last three fights, you fought overseas. Um, you were in Japan, you were in Brazil, and then you had the fight in between in the States. Uh, what's the major difference in going overseas? Is it the crowd? Is it the, the food? Because you got to do your weight cut and you're eating differently, potentially, when you're out there? No, there's no there, – I mean, the only difference is the fans. Um, you know, you go to Japan, the, the fans are quiet. You know, they're respectful. They're great people. Um, you go to the United States, they're, you know, in the middle. They're not, you know, too bad. But then you go to, then you go to Brazil, and Brazil is the worst. Like, I, I hate to crack on Brazil like that, but, like, those fans are, I mean, they're so pro-Brazil, and they don't give any respect to anybody coming outside of the country and, uh, and you know, giving them a mixed martial arts performance. You know what I'm saying? You come to the United States, you got people, you know, saying Brazilian chants. You know what I'm saying? So we give them just as much as respect as, you know, any other fighter in the world. And I think that Brazilians should do that too. But at the same time, you know, their president controls their people. And uh, you see that. You see that when you go into the to the octagon. So people booing you. I, 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 don't, need, I don't need people booing me when I go into the octagon. You know what I'm saying? I mean, at the same time, I, I, feed, I feed on the hate. But at the same time, it's not cool, you know? How do you think this fight's going to go on 
June 1st. Do you see him taking a lot of damage because you said he has limited head movement and just kind of taking it away from there? I know you don't want to predict the outcome. You don't want to call a finish, no jinx, nothing like that. But what kind of a pace do you think it'll be? Oh, well, I can talk about the pace all day. He, uh, he, he acts like he's somebody that's just going to back me up the whole fight, that's going to you know, put the pace on me and say that I get tired in the second. Well, he has never gone against anybody like me. Look at my opponents throughout every fight. They get way more tired than me at the end of the day. And I end up, uh, you know, I end up making the, the fight. You know what I'm saying? I end up making the fight to where it's going to be really, really hard for them to, to push and push and push and push. You got somebody like Gleason De Jesus, and I don't care what you say, if Jose watches this or anything like that, he was tired in that fight. He was tired in the second round. So if Gleason's going to push you that hard, then I'm definitely going to push you way harder. Yeah, agreed. Now, how do you think you match up with uh, the other flyweights in the top ten? Um, well, I think that I'm faster than all of those guys uh, besides DJ right now. Uh, DJ is definitely the champ. Um, in, in the next two years, I definitely see myself as a contender going against him. And I study him every day so I can, uh, so I can get up to that platform. Uh, yeah, the top ten, I got really nothing to say about that. Um, if, you, if you hand me names, then I can, I can tell you how that goes. But, I mean, I don't, I don't really concern myself with that right now. I concern myself with Jose. Okay. I will throw one name out there because I'm curious on how you feel you match up. Uh, Henry Cejudo. Henry Cejudo, um, you know, he is somebody that's grown as a mixed martial artist in the past uh, few fights. He's, he's a Muay Thai guy. He, he'll sit there and stand, you know, straight the whole time. He has no movement. Um, he has a big head. <laughs> he can hit, that guy with the, <laughs> can hit that guy with a lot of shots with his big-ass head. Yeah, I, I think that I would do really, really good against him. Uh, somebody like Demetrius just picked him apart, and I think that I could pick him apart. And he's mentally – He's, he's not that strong where he used to be, you know what I'm saying? When you get to a, to a platform like the Olympics and stuff like that, you're kind of like, oh, okay, well, I kind of went to where I went, you know? So he's, he's, he's definitely a competitor, don't get me wrong, but I think that I could beat Henry. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you coming on Early Stoppage today, and I wish you the best on June 1st. And it is good that you're fighting in the States, so you don't have to worry about any crazy Brazil crowds. And uh, yeah. wish you the best. Hey, I appreciate it, Derek. Okay, and that wraps up today's episode of Early Stoppage with Jared the Monkey God Brooks. Hope you guys enjoy it. Until next time, peace.